At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We'll pay a baseball player fucking $350 million, but we can't pay a teacher. And we want them to be on the front lines of Corona. We want them to be on front lines. Talk about arming them so they can fucking defend it. We want to do all this shit to the teachers. They're the ones educating our kids. And you know why? Kids, a you lot know, of kids, the safest place for them is school. They're home, they're not be. eating. They're yep. home, they're not safe. Yep. Come to school. And now the school ain't a safe place. You know why? You know why? Because grown people can't get drunk and eat hot wings while a teacher's teaching. <laughs> That's the truth. We pay sports stars all that money because we all get to sit back and get faded and eat and, and goof off. And, and, and because our eyeballs watch that because we value that. We value that. We don't value education. We people, I mean the common people, us, regular folk, if we valued education, that would be the sport. And you know what? They would be the highest paid. Instead, because we don't want to put in the effort, we don't want to do the effort. That's the truth. You gotta invest in our future, bro, and that's our children, and it's not being done. And I think this America, this country, is a big result. We're seeing it. We're seeing it. We don't invest anything in our kids, our children, the future. It's Look, been neglected, and th- and I think the result of all this shit we're talking about is the result of that. These kids growing up and into what it's become, man. Well, so so we we have we have, the, and this is all I'll say. Hmm? Teachers get paid through tax money. That's how they get paid. Yes. Okay. Who decides the taxes? Who who decides how the taxes get paid and who decides where the tax money goes? Politicians. Who elects the politicians? We do. Mm. We do. I mean, I can't say. And who gets at the politicians? Lobbyists. We let them. I'm not. I'm no longer. I'm not cool. I'm. I've looked at it. If you punished politicians. By voting them out of office, regardless of their affiliation. You just said, Mitt Romney, you took $13 million from the NRA. You're fucking gone. Yeah. Out. Right? If people said, you know what? Fuck my paycheck. None of us are going to work. We're all on break. Not going to be anybody getting anything until this shit gets handled. The truck drivers. The ship drivers. Right. The stevedores. If all those people said, you What's know, door? he's the dude that takes the shit off the ship and puts it onto oh, okay, the truck. Yeah. <laughs> if all those dudes, dudettes, the doctors, the nurses, the servers, if we all just said, you know what? Fuck it. Nothing's getting done until you fix this problem. This the way the, the Teamsters used to do it with motherfucking Hoffa. Shut that shit down. America comes to a halt. Then people start listening. Well, that's what we as parents have to do. If we're not willing to do that, if we're not willing to do that, then we better shut the fuck up and just let kids die. Mm. You can blame a politician if you want. And yes, they do have blame. 
But what does it matter if you're not willing to do everything to protect your kids? Who cares if you're a tough guy at home if your kid gets shot at school? In elementary, kids aren't even in any kind of a situation where they've signed up for that. Mm. Look at Vietnam. Think about Vietnam, man. Remember Vietnam, they saw soldiers coming home in body bags. And when it got to be enough, the American people were like, no, nah, no, nah, fuck it. We don't care if we lose this war. It's not worth true, it. True. And they shut it down. So how many little ch- Those were soldiers. Those were adults. And those were soldiers. And most of them were dudes. How many little kids have to be sh- shot and put in a body bag before everybody, the donut makers, the pizza makers, the delivery guys, we all just say, no, nah, fuck Uber, fuck Lyft, fuck you. None of this is getting done until you fix this problem for real. Well, if we're not going to do that, then I don't know what we're talking about. Well, what do you think is going to fix this problem? Okay, well, that's a good question, right? What do I think is going to fix the problem? I'll tell you right now, Josh, the executive director of the NRA, who wrote a book called Inside the NRA, who was Wayne LaPierre's right-hand man, who they spent, millions on politicians to make it so that there's no bans on assault weapons. That guy finally said, gun control laws. It's the only way. Take them off the streets. Is that a perfect solution? No. But you don't, look at murder. It's illegal. We don't say that because you, it's still going to happen sometimes that we might as well not bother enforcing it. Do you know how much money we spend catching murderers? Millions and millions. Right. And we still know that there's some illegal shit that goes on from the government. It's not a perfect system. And some people get away with it and some people don't. There's still a problem. But that's no reason not to put in place responsible fucking normal laws. Same thing in the gun control situation. We're not even saying take away pistols. We're not even saying da 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 da. We're saying just, dude, you don't need an AR-15 inside the United States. You don't. Somebody wants, some Russian wants to illegally sell them? Okay. But I mean. Why do we need to be selling? This kid Ramos was 18 when he bought two legally. And then he bought like 300 rounds of ammunition. He just purchased them? or Yeah. He just walked on it. He waited till he turned 18. And he even said on Facebook, guess what's going to happen? All this shit. So he announced it before he did it. Yeah. Wow. And a lot of these kids, bro. I mean, like, I mean, I know there's a lot of gamers out there, but have you seen some of the gaming, dude, that these kids stay on hours and hours playing? Killing each other all day long. Dude, it's like, and it's like graphic murders of fucking, it's, it's really these mass shootings just on. And that over and over, and if you don't have a parent and somebody modeling, there's nobody watching, like, I think that shit starts to fuck with your fucking mind, man. Right. And It's like GTA. Yeah. You, know? you see all them fuckers when they're running <coughs> from the cops, they jump out of one car, pull the motherfucker out of another car, jump in there just like the video game. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, but, you know, like, I agree with all that to a certain extent, but I'm just going to say I've made a personal commitment to myself, to myself, that like, until assault weapons and all that stuff is taken off the table, until, 
an 18 year old can't go in and just buy 100 rounds of ammo that's intended to kill people, not for hunting, mm-hmm. right? Until that all happens, I'm not going to argue about psychology. I'm not going to argue about society. I'm not going to argue about video games. I'm not even going to talk to you about Dungeons and Dragons. I'm not talking about none of that. That's secondary. Because you know what? In this country, we've been talking about cowboys for how long? And what's a cowboy? He's just a fucking dude with a gun killing people. Give me a break. And people don't realize that this country's always had an entertainment with violence factor from the beginning. Go ahead. Wait, I see it. AR-15s, assault rifles. I mean, there's pistols out here that do the same job and mow down people and do whatever. Like, you know what I mean? It's guns in general. It's just not the ARs, right? It's not, but that's the start. Assault weapons, take those off. And then you could say, you could, dude, listen, 22 could kill people. 22 could kill people. But listen, he got off like a hundred rounds within like five minutes yeah. in a classroom. I mean, those kids had nowhere to go. Yeah, sure. If he had a 22, yeah, I'm not saying it's a perfect, I'm not saying it's a perfect solution, but not having a perfect solution is not the reason to do nothing. No, I get that. It was just like the dude in Vegas that shot all the people with the assault rifles from. It's insane. Right, from fucking 30 stories up. Yeah. Dude, I mean, to in my to that country western fucking thing, and he's just got a Gatling gun, and he's just like, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, now you understand why the Warriors coach was like, when the fuck is somebody gonna do something? Like, what the hell has to happen? That video hit me hard when Steve Kerr was like, God damn it! Like, I don't, I can't even imagine. I almost didn't even want to practice law for like three days because I'm like, how is this not just superficial bullshit? When we've got a crisis going on. Dude, if it was black people that were selling crack to kids in a, in a school, do you know how fast? Oh, uh, it'd be over. Right? If a Chicano was walking around in a school over. with drugs. It's over. Imagine that. A tattooed Chicano walks into a school unannounced and starts handing out pills to kids. It would be over, Johnny. That wall would come up faster than you could fucking, right? Shake a stick. But in this situation, it's like, well, I mean, what are we going to do? I don't know what to do, you know. And The Onion, which has been producing the same article for these situations for the last, like, 12 years. And the article is, country says there's nothing we can do for the country that's created the highest killing of kids in schools of any other country. We can't do anything about it, says the country that's the biggest victim. You can't even say Vladimir Putin has created a situation like this in his country. You can't even say that. The, dude, the, we talk about the Taliban. Think about what, how much shit we talked about the Taliban. Oh, they don't treat women right. Oh, they don't let little girls go to school. But we have a system that allows people who shouldn't have the gun as easy as they can. No roadblocks. Yeah, that was, that was fucked up. How hard is it to get a liquor license? Shit. Oh, it's hard, bro. And it's fucking a half million. No, it's a, it's a half million. Oh, it's a half million now? Wow. I mean, maybe for a bar, but yeah, but to be a manufacturer, distribute, those things are huge, bro. Yeah. Think about how hard it is to get a liquor license. If it would have cost 10000 to get the license to get this AR-15 for this kid, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But, but we can't, we're, no one's getting, no, everyone's like, what? 
You know, I know so many homies with AR-15s that just have them. They don't use them. Right. They're just put up like right. they like to collect them. Right. I, I, I'm not that guy. I, I, I like pistols myself. You right. Know? I don't collect okay. AR-15s and big old assault rifles or none of that. But I do know a lot of motherfuckers that got them Go yeah. and yeah. keep them in their house just... I don't know if it's like you know whatever they, yeah right but but you know it's a trip that there's so many out here like it's a lot of them so just to make it clear to you brother like I grew up on a reservation hunting I have 22 guns myself I'm not like an anti-gun guy no, naturally right I grew up hunting as well so I'm not like I'm really not from that thing mm -hmm. but if you're gonna ask me at this stage, would I take all my guns, including my grandfather's guns and all that shit, and melt them down if it meant that one more kid wouldn't be killed in our schools? I absolutely would do it. That's my value. Oh, yeah, for sure. Those are my values. That's my value. I don't need a gun to be a fucking tough guy inside the United States. There's a reason why when you turn 18 and join the military, they put you through a lot of training and then give you that rifle and show you how to use it. Absolutely. Right? But inside the country, you don't require anyone to have any training. They can just walk up and just buy two. And then, like how a toy. Like it's a toy. And how are you going to stop that person if you don't know that it's coming? Can't. Right? And it's like, it's not even colleges that they, you remember the Texas shooter? It used to be colleges they'd shoot up. Now it's elementary schools, man. Yeah. What what I'm tripping off is this dude announced it, and nobody did nothing about it. And that's happened a few times. Yep. There's been a few. And didn't they engage him? Yes. Prior to going into the school, he was outside shooting the gun for 12 minutes. They didn't. The school resource quote unquote officer like engaged him, right? But he was he think about this. He's outgunned. And then the, when the cops showed up, there's the parents were begging them to go into the school and they wouldn't do it because they were afraid for their life. And the parents were like tripping because they were like, well, then give me your fucking gun. Give me your gun and give me your bulletproof vest. I'm going to go in there and save my child. Right. And they waited 40 to 90 minutes outside before a border patrol guy ran in there and killed the guy. Wow. I mean, wow, dude. That's the type of cops Fucking they got running around. Cops. In Texas, but, yeah. But quick to Fat whoop our ass. Walmart cops. That took an oath to protect the fucking... That's why you can't... That's why they. That's but, why I'm saying. But they're quick to disrespect us, beat our ass, and that's why fucking I said throw us on the ground. Fuck those are cops. Fucking garbage, Fuck all yeah, of them, man. Trash. Their they're, training is trash. Yeah, and they're trash. No, but think about this. That's correct, right? But when the, the leadership gets up and they say, hey, the only thing, this is what, the only thing that can stop a bad guy with the gun is a good guy with the gun. Mm -hmm. That's the slogan that the NRA uses. But what happens if your good guys mm -hmm. are a bunch of fucking... Cowards. Right. But what you, man, I just, you know, fuck it. I, I, I just... We would start talking about police. They're all no good. I don't believe in good cop. Yeah. So, so, so that's where I start to say, like, okay. And and they're the first motherfuckers that need to be de-armed if anybody's gonna get de-armed. So you know, they they it, on that situation, I think they should go through more thorough training and really address their fuck ups. You know, because yeah. they do a lot of fucked up shit. I grew up 
getting my ass whooped, t- getting shit stolen from me. Sure. Cops take my shit. They stole binoculars from me before. My homeboy was in the Marines. He came back with some binoculars. I got pulled over by crash. Homeboy was like, oh, yeah, I'll take these. Right. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I'll let you go. They he let me guns go. and money from me. They, yeah, they let me go with my gun. <laughs> they let me go with my shit. He just wanted my binoculars and took my registration. Right. Like here, I'm gonna take this. But 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 so that's why I'm saying like, there's a lot of blame to hand out in this scenario. So you have the NRA right that donates all that gives all this money to politicians to stop any weapons ban. Then you have all these senators who vote against it. They didn't just like, I was on vacation, couldn't couldn't reach the vote. They're like, no, I'm voting no assault weapons. And then you have the gun manufacturers, Smith and Wesson, and all these other Daniel Defense, all these other folks that are like, "Yeah, we profit." And you know what? Give the guns to the crazies, and then give the guns to the cops, and then give the guns to everybody because we make money on the front end and on the back end. We don't care. Hmm. There's all that blame to go around, but at the end of the day, the only person I can do anything is me. I gotta look at myself in the in the mirror and say, "Yo, bro, are you partying so much that you can't be bothered?" Are you so caught up in your quote-unquote career that you can't be bothered to take back the country and say, this is unfucking acceptable Like, I'm not going any further with this shit. I don't care. It's not, it's not even a political issue anymore for me. I don't give a fuck if you're a fucking... You want to vote for lesbian whales? Go ahead. I'm just saying. It's over. Like, I don't give a fuck about your Second Amendment. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Not when it comes to, like you said, the future. Of our, of our country. I mean, dude. And you got to understand, in this country, we have something so sick. Beyond that, that when Sandy Hook happens, you have a guy like Alex Jones in Infowars that tries to claim it was a hoax, that it didn't really happen. You remember that shit? They were saying it was a hoax. Why? Because they're saying that the government created this fake fucking tragedy to steal your guns. And think about this. There are people that are so sick in this country that they listened to that, those things and they stalked the grieving parents and told the grieving parents that you're an actor mm. and that you're doing this to steal my Second Amendment right to guns. Mm. I mean, imagine, and then one guy came forward and said, I was holding my six-year-old son with a bullet wound in his forehead. And, you know, they put, like, actor people in there to talk on the news, and that's where it creates that controversy, you know? I was watching that. They showed this person and and this person in another scenario, and they go in there talking in the cameras, acting like they're victims, but that's where they, I think that's where they create that fake shit. No, bro, I'm telling you right now. Alex Jones is part of a white supremacist pro-gun thing, and they're promoting the concept that these school shootings don't really happen to screw up and protect assault weapons. Because they knew, the NRA knew and everybody knew that there was a furor, that people were pissed. And so they were going to start doing new laws. How do you deal with it? You start pumping out disinformation. Exactly. Right? Oh, and it's the most sickening kind. Exactly. I mean, really sick. And I've already... Because of the posts I put on my Instagram, I've already got people hitting me back going, I don't know if that's really happened, bro. And I'm like, oh, I, I, then I'm blocking your ass. I yeah, ain't talking yeah, to your yeah, shit. Yeah. If you're that dumb, 
If yeah. you don't, if you're such a cynical, sick, twisted individual that you think people are making this shit up to steal your guns, then you don't have any business talking. You're no, you need idiot. right. You need to be somewhere else. Yeah, definitely. not here. So that's what's th- that level. And so unless we get serious and be like, and I'm, I'm the last guy to be a. I'm a fucking. Payaso, I joke around a lot. I fucking ridicule everybody. I think everything's a joke. This one isn't a joke to me for real. Cause I'm like, man, let the six year olds go to school without worrying about this shit. Let Bird teach without having to worry about this shit. What do you I mean, Steve? I'm gonna be honest, Lucky. What would you do, bro, if you found out that somebody, a crazy, got a gun, went into the school? And Bird got hurt trying to protect kids. I'd be fucking, I would probably do something, I would do something probably, you know. I I would do something that, you know, that you you shouldn't do. I wouldn't handle it well at all. I'd go and take, make, take things into my own hands and I'd be trying to solve it however I saw fit. How long would it take for you to even just wrap your head around like, Wait a minute, what? I'd be wrapping my head around it in a prison cell. Yeah. Right. Because I would have already done something. But uh, I... So under, really know how. Yeah, you're, and, and a lot of what you're saying, I agree with you, Chumon. I know you said uh, I you, you're you done blaming... I'm not. I'm not done blaming uh, politicians. I'm not done blaming the NRA. I'm not done blaming video game makers. I'm not done blaming any of it. It's all he's up to. Yes, it's our responsibility to get it back, but there's a lot that feeds this thing. There's a lot that's gotten it here. Um, I, I definitely think video games are something that, I mean, you're teaching them that shit since they're babies. So they kind of see it as okay. Not every kid's brain is the same way. So you got these off kids that really want to live that shit, you know? Man, this world's fucked up. You had kids when I was a kid that saw colors and warriors and wanted to act out what they saw in the movies. And to be then Chris you see you have kids that watch the music videos that want to act and think that's real. Now you have kids that play the games and want to act that it's all gone up. It's all, all the levels have gone up. Because I'm 54, I still recognize that these kids that can't decipher more and more what's real and what's not. I think that's a piece of the pie that's perpetuating this thing. Listen, I agree with that. And my point is, is that what's the most effective solution if you got a whole group and like, look it, let's be real. It's the hard luck show. Some, we talk about crime. We talk right. about violence. I can imagine there's a lot Absolutely. of people listening that are like, wait a minute. Some of the guys that you claim are the dopest dudes might have mm-hmm. done some things. And now you're trying to be blah, blah, blah. I don't blah, know blah. that we, I've ever said anybody was the dopest dude. No, no, no. But, all right. <laughs> you're the dopest dude. We know that part. We got that clear. And we definitely haven't been talking about no, but we, cool fucking uh, 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 assault rifle. And thinking that that's cool. No, but we we definitely had a some lot of victims the, of it. We've had music. We we some of the music we play. Let's be real. Some of the people we've talked to bought into that system, right? At some point in their life. Absolutely. I mean, I hear. I mean, dude, I listen to music and and, and should talk about that. How am I supposed to not? <laughs> right. How am I supposed to not? Right. How can I say rip Henry Hill, who was 
in one of the greatest gangster films of all time that did glorify violence and then also said, wait a minute, gun control. But I'm talking about kids that can't decipher the, the reality from fucking. And this is what why I'm picking up that haven't it? even lived. Right. So this is why I'm saying when that kid turns 18, he can't, he should not Absolutely. be able to buy an assault weapon. I'm not talking about what you're talking about is wrong. Yes. I'm talking about things around it as well that support and I perpetuate. I agree. But what I'm trying to get to is, is that. We've talked about all the stuff around it for decades. Mm -hmm. We've already talked about it. That's what I'm saying. Like, remember colors? I mean, how w w Chipper Gore? Remember that? Oh, this music—it's convincing everyone to be violent. This is where we're leading. It's coming yeah. from this. Do you guys remember? So I'm saying that might, that may, that is true, perhaps. But you know what? When are we going to tell the politicians like tighten up the gun control so 18-year-old nudniks can't go in and get weapons and shoot up schools? That's why I'm accepting responsibility. As soon as I start telling other people, it's true. I'm not saying it's true, but they just don't do anything. They don't. We've been doing that. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. That's why I'm saying the only way is to vote these bums and to hurt these companies financially. Tell them, like, if you're a bank and you're loaning Smith & Wesson money, I'm pulling all my shit out and so are all my friends. We're pulling our money out of your motherfucking bank, you piece of shit. If you're... If you're, if you're giving Daniel defense, right, if you're sending them steel to, so they can build whatever or whatever it is they build their guns out of, right, I'm saying, you know what, all right, I'm going to use everything in my power to stop those deliveries going to you. So fuck you. You're going to lose money. And the politicians... All of you, I'm going to call you all. I'm not going to listen to what you think happened in Ukraine or not. Right, 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 I don't right, give a right. fuck about that. Right. And I'm going to do everything in my power to educate people like us right now mm -hmm. about what we can do about it. I'm done with the like, I, that's why I'm, that's just me. Right. I want to, I, I want to do something. I'm no more marching. I'm going to go inside your store and we're going to shut it down. You're not going to make any money today until the situation gets fixed. Or maybe if I can educate enough and get enough people excited, be like, hey, everybody, don't do your job today. We're all going to stop doing our jobs. And everything's going to get real fucked up. That's fine. We'll figure out a way until these get people fix it. They need to know it's not acceptable. And then we could turn to the video game, whatever we want after that. But I'm like, they need a message. They, they right now, they're winning. They beat us every time. They beat us every time. We've lost. Like, we're getting beat out. And, I mean, they got jets and fucking houses and fucking champagne and fake titty bitches. And they're just laughing while brown people's children are being buried. Brown, black, and white. That's right. That's e right. Everything. Everybody's true. That's right. Wasn't there a shooting like two weeks prior to that too inside a supermarket? Yep. Yeah. In New York. In New and, York, and correct? There was a shooting in a church in Laguna. In County. Yeah. In Laguna. Yeah, Asian people got killed. Asians got shot at in a church. They walked into the church and shot them. And everyone's acting like it's a video game? It's, it's not. I'm telling you, it's because people have guns and they're fucking nuts. They're nuts. And they play these video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe I agree with you on it, Juman. I'm going to continue to talk about 
the politicians and the video games. I'm and while you. I'm talking about it, we're going to uh, uh, take some actions on making something happen with uh, with uh, us taking back and, and taking responsibility for uh, I, I, what's going I'm on up you, there. I found a purpose already in my I realized this in the last three days. Purpose is protect kids from go. guns. That's all. I'm not trying yeah. to fix your life. I don't care if you're in polyamorous relationships. I don't give a fuck about all that. Just let the kids learn without being killed. And we're going to support you on it. <laughs> and we're going to support it with the show. Yeah. And we're going to do this. All right. Well, let me tell you something. Right. Uh, we're going to we're going to wrap this and we're going to move on to the here we go. West Side Car Club show. The real show. All right, here we go. That here was we... the real show. This They're is all... another real show. <laughs> They're all real they ain't nothing, no, not real. Sure. These are all real. No, no, no. Right. The, the one scheduled. Yes. All right, here we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the true scheduled show will uh, begin now. Now you're going to be on two shows. You're on two shows now. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show coming at you from the Pico Youth Center in the beautiful city of Santa Monica, California. Sitting across from me, the co-host, my partner, the Mad Indian. It's really hard without Sean here. Because I have to... Sean's not here? Yeah, old Blue Eyes isn't here. I don't like this shit. What is this? How about this? Up. No. Oh, yeah, that's the shit right there. Did you like that one? Yeah. Alright, let me go back there. Get in there. Right. Started from the bottom. Yeah. There we go. Started from the bottom. American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian. True Mahan Bowen. Without anything after that. I don't know what the fuck to say. You that. started from the reservation, right? Yeah. That ain't the bottom, that's the beginning. The reservation is the beginning. Now that sounds great. <laughs> It's a little different between sounding fantastic. Why is that, Jumahan? That is because uh, Old Blue Eyes is not here. Our sound engineer isn't here today. Our partner, who usually runs all that. And then Jumahan's over here. But he's uh, doing a camping thing with his son and his school and everything. That's right. Jumahan today is kind of handling both. We're sending a shout out to you, Old Blue Eyes. Old Blue Eyes. Who we do have... That hold, made it in handling. Hold on. Yes, we do. Visuals. Ha oh, visuals? Yeah. God damn. It's the scat man. <laughs> right now it's the still Dre man. Yeah. Go ahead. Give us a little. Come on. What's up, y'all? Come on. Show in the building, of course. Doing it as usual. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Big big Mike. We got big big Mike, Mike Angelo Photography. You know what we do. We just taking pictures of you and all the crew that's here, man. Much yeah. Love. Yeah. That's and right. West Side? And coming from the West Side, West Side Car Club. What? Come on. Fucking Soul Assassins. What? Yeah. It's Big Page hey. from West Side. What's up, Big Page? What up? What up? MSK. Yeah. MSK, seventh in the letter. Seventh letter in the building, man. You already know. Yeah. We got Big Page here, man. If, uh, Came with his fucking. Dude, man. 
he came with the most beautiful ride. It's my favorite ride out of Los Angeles. Appreciate that. What year is that car? That's a 1964 Super Sport convertible. You heard it. You hear that? Super Sport. 6-4 convertible. It's the most beautiful car, you guys. Check out in my Instagram. I posted it all over it today. Um, Paige is uh, a longtime friend of uh, he, a soul assassin out of L.A. from the west side. Uh, he's partners with Stevon and a number of other people. He's involved in L.A. Original Taco Truck. It's a number of projects, things, uh, part of the family over here out of the west side. And uh, are you the president of Westside Car Club? I am the president of Westside Car Club. <clears throat> and the founder? Uh, I am not the founder. Not the founder? No, the, the founder is my older homie, Kala and Chan. They're the founders of the OGs. They passed the torch. And let me tell you something, man. These cars, everything Paige does, uh, he's just uh, top notch, man. But he really has my heart with this car, man. I just love this ride. So appreciate it. And we do a lot of work together with a lot of different things. For sure. What, uh, Paige, let me ask you this. Paige, are you coming? What's? Please remind me of, of your company that does graphics and all the printing stuff as well. So I have a company called Page One Printing. Uh, also, a car wraps one. It's the same car wraps thing. One. Uh, you know, we print trade shows, cars, vehicles, uh, trucks, vans, Power 106. I mean, you name it, walls. We do it all. We've been doing it for the last about 17 years, I think. Yeah. A lot of, yeah, a lot. And you guys see. As he said, Power 106, he does a lot of big, big business like that. Everything cookies. you see cook, everything you see going on with cookies, uh, window wraps. How has the wrap business wraps. changed in all those years? Because you've been doing it long enough to probably to see a ton of changes. You know what, man? I've been around this. One of my buddies put me on. My boy Imper put me on. You remember Imper? Yep. yep. Imper put me on, dude. Dude, it's been around forever. Just it costed so much. Right. Back in the day. So back in the day, we're getting at the Playboy bus, the Power Remember Power Power 106 had a bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Used to wrap their bus, but they were paying crazy money. Crazy money cuz nobody knew that. But my my homeboy Emperor was already on it. Right. So he was like, "Man, Paige, I want to help you out and get out of that world, uh, your world. Let me put you on the business shit. Let me show you how to do this printing shit." And I'm like, you know, I was like, "Yeah, I don't know." <laughs> he was, you know, I, I kind of like this lifestyle over here. I don't know. Then, like eighteen years later, that he's like, he's like, well, let's buy a machine together. So we bought a machine together, you know, and nice. and it just took off from there. Art's my thing. I graffiti. I used to be all city, tagging all over, tearing it up. Yeah, you know. So it kind of it, it's marketing all at the same time. What so about you, the digital aspect? How has that impacted the business? Dude, it's incredible. It's like whatever you draw, you could put it out and look like a billboard on a car. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. It's like how many, if you get a billboard, how many people get to see that? Right. Mm-hmm. But if you drive your car around, your box truck around, how many people get to see that? Right. Right. You could park it wherever, be wherever. I mean, it's incredible. I like it. Now they've got this color change thing where, hey, you buy a, a white car and you're bored of it next week, boom. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap it up. Let's make it matte black. And it'll look just like a paint job. I was wondering about that because I was thinking about it. And I'm like, now nah, you don't need to go down to Earl Scheib. You could just fucking go in and get a... 
I mean, you could get a you could get like a a, a pattern or whatever. You on could it. get whatever design you want. No you, shit. You, you make the whole thing look chrome. If you yeah, want. you can make it look chrome. You could put your face all over it. Whatever you right. want to do. Your advertisement. Your family. I mean, we get all kinds of and stuff. Paige is always showing me like some new crazy shit nobody's doing yet. Right. Like, like the levels of where this the game's gone are re- ridiculous. And he he's doing all of our. He's got, I've got I've got Paige doing all of the cookie stuff right now, all in the Southland. So everything you see popping up, it's Paige. We got a lot more stuff going on. But what's, Paige, what's the weirdest thing you've ever wrapped? The weirdest thing I've ever wrapped was, uh, you know, the chassis when they go in the ports to put the the container on. Yeah. So this chassis company hit me up like, hey, we build chassis. We want to wrap it up with all kinds of different art. Can you hook that up? Dude, we wrapped it and they stood it in the middle of their lobby and stairs went around it. So That's it was, it was fucking dope. sick. Sick. It was fucking sick. I mean, it took us forever to wrap the fucking rails, you know what right. I mean? So, but it was it was sick when the, the end result was fucking awesome. How hard is it? So, on the one hand, you have some sort of process to 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 make the wrap, right? right. To take the image to the wrap. But that's probably not I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying that's probably easier than when you finally have the rap and how do you put that onto something? How hard is that? It's hard. You know, you got to have that touch. It's like a painter, just like anything. You know, it, there's guys that, that we hire and they're just not it. Right. I know guys that have been rapping for 10 years and they fucking suck. I know guys that have been rapping for a year and they're fucking ill. Like, it's, you just got to have that. Techniques. Techniques. And that's just rapping, bro. This This guy does full auto, bro. Like, from you could bring in your ride and be like, I want to tint this, I want to cut that, I want these types of rooms, I want this in the interior. Like, he does it all, dude. Like, automotive next level. You can right. just hand him your car and your keys and tell him, ice this motherfucker out for sure. That's how it usually goes. They, That's they, like the bigger picture of what he does, dude. It's right. sick. What's the biggest, uh, I hate to ask this, but I really want to know. What's the biggest rapping nightmare? Like, did you ever rap like like a steamship and then on the other side there was like a giant bubble? I mean, like, what's the nightmare? What's the nightmare scenario for that? Dude, in, in the print game, there's all kinds of fucking nightmares. <sighs> from printing to installing to motherfuckers coming with a knife. You got to understand, they're running a blade around let's say i just we just wrapped kanye west uh uris right so we got a guy running a blade on this three hundred fifty thousand dollar car and what if the guy is not the guy and then he comes slices that paint job (sighs) do they got insurance for that like do you have to have insurance like do you have we do have insurance i mean but i i when it comes to cars like that, I got my selected guys. Of course, that fuck with it. Yeah, of this course. guy's for that. This guy's commercial raps. You know, Seal Team Six. Got to do it. If yeah. not, I, I've been through. I, man, I've been around this shit so long. I've been through so much shit. 3M is a huge company. Their shit's supposed to be top notch all the time. You know, I can't be mad at them. Shit gets fucked up. Sometimes <laughs> shit comes fucked up from the factory. You right, know? the watchman fell asleep. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you installing it and there's big old things of glue missing in the back. Now you're looking at the rap like, why isn't this shit sticking? And that don't come on buddy, but your shoulders when he's doing it. You know, it's on you. It's on me. Right. Wow. But, you know, I love it. It's art. I love watching everything come out the printer. 
I love fucking with different companies. Every week is a new company we fuck with. It's fucking awesome. Lucky's blessed us with cookies, man. It's awesome. How has that been? It's been great, man. I love it. Cookies is dope. Uh, Burner's awesome. I talked to Burner a few times. He's sick with it, you know, doing the damn thing. Yeah. Young billionaire, you know. Yeah, you know how they do. Killing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, man. I've been in some fucking real fucking dicey situations on time and execution. And I, before I can start to plead my case to Paige, it's like, don't worry, we'll get it done. Right. We'll get it done. Problem I remember, solved. I remember, I remember we had a big drop and uh, it was the... And we had a drop, and the drop was going down at 11 a.m. the next morning, right? That was the White, White Castle. Castle. And so my manager calls me frantic the night before because they were going to come the day before and do it. So it's up the day before and the whole thing. Right. And so he calls me frantic. It's like, we're closing. It's 8. And I, and they didn't come, bro. And tomorrow's the ground. And we didn't do and I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, God, bro, don't worry, it'll be done. But they're not gonna come in the middle of the night. I mean, what the? Sure enough, the motherfucker was up, dude. They must have come like at midnight. It by was. The, by the time we pulled up the next day, pulled up to the store, it was already right. up, it right. been done. Um, but he's pulled me out of a lot of situations where I need to fucking help, man. Man, so we appreciate the love, brother, for sure. It's good shit. What's going on with LA Original Taco Trucks? LA Original Taco Truck. That's a step on a nice project. Uh, you know, you guys make fantastic. By the way, Thank fantastic you. food and the uh, shrimp tacos are fucking I ridiculous. I have to disagree with you. The vegan tacos are <laughs> fucking phenomenal. Yeah. You know what, man? LA Original Tacos. That's uh, something that we brew up in the kitchen when your mom wasn't home to cook for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. Open up the cabinet, grab the spices, and throw it on the carne and make that that bomb ass. How can you like a spread at home? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so I mean, that's kind of what LA Original Tacos is. The, the shrimp is my boy Regal's recipe. My boy Regal made that shrimp recipe up. Mm. Man, that's fire. I don't know how he did it, but that is out of control. That's how all did I you get. I mean, do you guys do like a bunch of shrimp taco tastings? You're like, well, let's try that recipe. Let's try it. Or did you guys already know that he, his fucking shit was the He brought that to the truck. So he was one of our partners in the beginning, and he brought that the, the, the whole shrimp to the truck. The Man, it's fire. I, I, obviously, we picked up and we kept going with running with it, but man, his shrimp, his shrimp fire, uh, bro. <laughs> it's like the ingredients for fire, man. So you guys did also the wrap for the fucking LA tacos oh, or sure. LA originals, yes, right? Yeah, it's fucking sure. sick. Yeah, that truck. You see that? That you know uh, that truck, man. Part sure. of it is like the whole visual because it's almost like you you get the movie flashed on you when you look at the truck. For sure. Where else can you get a truck? Where you get a Stevan mm -hmm. attached to it, you get Paige Westside attached to it. You can rent the truck. You can rent some lowriders and have this whole lowrider effect at your, at right. your theme. party. At whole theme, right? Knocks fucking and I mean, photo ops. I ain't against in and out, ops. but I'm just saying it knocks in and out out of the fucking box, <laughs> right? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, talk about running the truck, though. I mean, everybody, listen. Let me tell you something. There's a couple of things when you walk around LA and you bump into somebody. They all got a food truck idea. Every single motherfucker you talk to is like, oh, let me tell you something. Grilled cheese food truck. What are some of the things that people need to understand if they're going to be serious about a food truck in L.A.? 
dude, a fo- food truck in L.A. is hard work. Right. Hard work. Hard work. You never think that there's a day before of prepping. <laughs> you got to go shopping. <laughs> Thank you. You got to go shopping. You got to cook. Right. You know, there's rice, there's beans, there's, man, dude, it's crazy. So then I wasn't that, thinking about it. that's the beginning. Then it's day of event. And if it's a crazy event, if it's two, three hundred people, you got to serve two, three hundred people. Right. Then after that, it's cleanup. Ah. Oh. Because you can't leave this truck messy because it's going to stink. Yep. Uh, you know, there's water that goes in the drain. You got to dump the drain. Like, dude, it's just. It, and they it, do food inspection shit for these trucks for in sure, LA, right? For sure. So what do they? I mean, do you have to go somewhere and they no, do it? No, they pop they, up on you. Fuck. They pull up on you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. LA, uh, yeah. They're they're not playing. They drive up on you, come check you out, make sure your shit is right. Right. And they keep it pushing. You ever tell them like, "Hey, look, lunch is on me, Mister Inspector. I mean, they Double can, tacos. They they can have whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> Free. <laughs> and then so. You run that, and and then how hard is it? I mean, first of all, obviously the movie, your reputation, Estevan's reputation, helps push the the promo aspect of it, right? For sure, for sure. But is it is it something that you guys you know get calendar events and then send out, or is it like you just drive around? No, no, it's all events, calendar events. Right. We don't do anything. Just go park out in the street or do anything like that. Yeah. We 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 when we want to do that, we want to get a brick and mortar. We want right. to open up a restaurant. Right. You know, Stevan got so much history, dude. Dude's an icon, you know. Of course. There's so much shit that needs to be seen that hasn't be seen that been seen that he has right. put away from tours right. and all kinds of shit that needs to be out there, you know? Yeah. We, and are there any plans for you guys to uh, maybe go down to Laguna Seca Racetrack and take on uh, Danny Trejo's taco truck and you guys race against each other? Or anything like that? <laughs> I think we'll spank Danny Trejo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or like in Greece, just go to the fucking river or whatever when it's dried out. You know, it's funny talking about Greece. I saw that car for uh, the... The Cypress Hill uh, documentary that Esteban just did. Right. Mm-hmm. Insane in the Brain? Yes. Esteban yes. had my son and I's car parked uh, in the front. Run. So I get there to go park the car, and I see the black car that beat up uh, Grease Lightning. What was that car's name? The I don't remember, the but one it's with the one with the, the bikes, blades, right? Yeah. And it cut holes yeah. in Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, had yeah. it there. So we went and checked it out. I was like, damn, this is fucking dope. I haven't <laughs> seen this. So the producer of the movie was there, and he signed it. He said he hadn't seen it since the movie. The so producer like, of Grease? Of yeah. Grease. How old there. was that dude? She was old. Right. <laughs> was he, he was still there. wearing like a leather jacket? Uh, no, nah, he, was, he wasn't. He was just regular dude. Yeah, yeah. He went and signed the car. Uh, some other people from the movie had signed the car, but it was fucking dope to see the car. Of course. I was like, what the fuck? It had the spikes Everybody on the whole shit. Everybody wanted the fucking spikes on their car. On yeah, their bike. Sure. When I saw it, I was riding a little three-wheeler. I'm and like, I want the spikes. The only ones that did the real spikes out the whole shit was Texas with that shit sticking out they got going on. Right. What do they call the swingers? <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know what's crazy is Greasy, Grease, now when I watch Grease, I'm like, I can't believe I watched that when I was like little. That shit's got some crazy fucking that shit in it, dope. right? Yeah. yeah, that shit's real dope. I And I think that's kind of what 
set me up for bad girls was Grease. Because I saw it and I always wanted Cha-Cha, whatever her name was. The one that was with the, oh, that yeah, started yeah, the race yeah, yeah, with yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking <laughs> love that. I, I was so young when I saw her, I didn't know what I would do with her. I just knew that I wanted her. Dude. This is crazy. Yeah. What other? Okay, so now let me get this straight. We got the West Side Car Club. Mm-hmm. We got the fucking, uh, the rap business, the rapping business. We got uh, LA Originals Taco Truck, right? So, I mean, you're kind of like the Los Angeles Elon Musk. What other shit are you doing, bro? We got Page One Motorsports where we hook up the cars, you know, put rims on them. Right, page One. Are you building you know, a tunnel under the city? You see the fucking engines and the work they're doing at their shop, bro. I rolled up on there and and seen the inside of Impala. I posted it. The yeah. engine? Yeah. Man, the whole fucking engine look chrome, dude. You can eat off the engine. <laughs> the, the work they're doing there, though, is... Uh, a shrimp taco off the engine. Off the engine, bro. A vegan taco. A vegan. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, who made the vegan recipe? Because that shit was great. So look, it's part me, and now Esteban's daughter added Angel. a few more touches. Mm. Oh, you bring a woman into the picture. Yes, now, she added a few more touches. And, yeah. And it's fucking awesome, even awesomer now. She, mm-hmm. You know, she just added some shit. And... I'll tell you something straight up, man. Um, I was at the Lemonade event. And I bought, I bought a bunch of the fucking tacos, and then I bought a bunch to take home to my <laughs> wife, because my wife's vegan, too. Oh, yeah, cool. And she was like, oh, she was fucking good. We appreciate that. Yeah. And then, so, with Page One Motorsports, I mean, are you working mainly on classic cars? No. I, 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 I like everything, dude. Yeah. Like, I, you know, lowriders are great, and that's, that's probably my favorite type of vehicle right but i i fuck with everything we put rims on everything we lift trucks we drop cars we we do it all dude like whatever looks good whatever i you know you come to me you say hey Paige, i want you to hook up my car like right now we're we're doing og slicks hummer Man. i just picked it up he had this hummer it was abandoned on the side of his shop i look at the a truck and i go dude let me buy it off of you he was like yeah, dude, I'll sell it to you. I was like, cool, I'm going to get me a Hummer. So one day we're at the office, and him and his wife were there. And I go, hey, so when do I get to take the Hummer? And she was like, take the Hummer? <laughs> I'm not selling the Hummer. That's our Hummer. Oh, you were talking to the real boss. Uh, yeah. So she was like, we're, we, 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 you know, we don't want to sell it. We, we love that Hummer. So Slick's like, all right, well, fuck it. Pick it up and hook it up. <laughs> yeah, do, do you do, yeah. Huh? He was like, so I was like, cool. I went over there and picked it up. Did he give you any pointers or anything? No. So, okay. All right. This is really good. So this is like a blank canvas, right, for you? a blank canvas. So it's like me telling Slick what to draw on the wall. Of course. I'm a visual artist when it comes to vehicles. What kind of Hummer is it? It's an H2. It's an 05 H2. Older one. That was his first dope vehicle. So, you know, he, he that's what they use. He carried cans. He carried spray paint. That's where he was going. Battles. That's what he used. Okay, so you, you go and you pick this up. Now, when you pick it up, you just pick it up with the keys. There's a driver. You got to put no, it on a flatbed. No, I drove it. No license plates. Expired registration. Brought back memories. No huh? insurance. <laughs> Riding no, dirty. The AC's not blowing. You know, I'm no. from LA. I did it all. I don't care. Yeah, 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 let's yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah, it's yeah. how I like it. Yeah, you know, let's go. <laughs> and then when you get something like that, how do you go about making your creative decisions? Well, you know, I, 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 
I go to car shows. I stay looking at cars. I stay looking at shit, you know? So there's just certain things that I like, certain certain wheels, certain lifts, certain, you know, I, I, it's just like, it just comes to me. I can't tell you where I get it from. It just comes to me. I just say, damn, this truck would look good with a six-inch lift, some 24-inch wheels on some 37s, 12 by 5 wide. You know, I just. You see it. I see it. I see it. People don't see it. I tear a car apart, leave it chassis, the frame over here, the body over here, and people are like, what the fuck? You fucked this car up. But I see it. I, I already see it. I seen it before it was done. Just like my 6'4". I, I seen it before it was done. That's like Michelangelo. He look at a fucking lump of uh, marble, and all he would see is all the shit he's got to cut away for the thing that he sees inside. Tell me, tell me about that 64 Super Sport. Like, what the fuck, bro? So tell I us the that, story about that thing, because that thing's just a moving piece of artwork, bro. So I bought that 64 off of one of my buddies in South Central, City to City Car Club. Car was fucking badass. Silver, silver interior, 350 motor, black top. Dude, I was loving it. Went and bought it. Paid thirty seven five for the car. Damn. At How long time. ago was that? That was about five, six years ago. Really? Yeah. So pretty good. Yeah. I mean, awesome, real good. Awesome price. So I take it, Slick and I go to Pomona, and I just put a thing on it for sale, fifty five K. You know? Before you know it, dude, my phone's blowing the fuck up. Hey, I got this fifty eight hard top for you. Clean, dude. I'm like <sighs> Whoa, that's dope. I got this 59 hardtop for you. And I'm like, damn, do I want that or do I want my convertible super sport? <laughs> right? So I'm like, man, fuck that. So I had all these people calling me for because of that show. Fast forward, I'm out in the boulevard. People walk up. Hey, what's the, where's Hot Rod at? Hot Rod. That's my homeboy that owned the car. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, <laughs> what the fuck? Right. <laughs> Hot right. What are you talking my about? My car now. Yeah, right. You know? right, right. So, you know, I, I, I got a sickness when it comes to cars, dude. I tore that fucker apart. Fuck it. There is no... Uh, I heard some dude saying, damn, dude, that dude fucked that car up. It was already clean. Dude, but I had to make it mine. It had, you had to make it Paige's I car. I had to make it Paige's car. I did that with the 82 Le Cabriolet. That's a very rare car. It was done. I finished it. I got bored of it. I ripped it all apart. Right now, it's at paint. Right now, it's a frame is at uh, the hydraulic shop. I mean, the car is over here, over here, over here. But I just see it, dude. I got to have them my way. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Man, I fucking love that, man. But that four... But I, not everybody can be like that, Paige. Like, you're, you're a special breed then because you're truly an artist in a sense. You're saying, like, look, it's not so much about possessing the thing as it is about me creating or going through the process of setting up this new vehicle or this, new vision. or this vision I have for the vehicle. You're looking around, you grab the headphones, what's up? I just heard a car take off. No. <laughs> that sounded like my... <laughs> can somebody go check on that motherfucker? Yeah, hey. hey, Mike, hey. can we get a status check on Paige's car, please? Thank you, brother. 
Dude, he's like a wolf. He's like an Arctic wolf, Paige. Like, he hears like, oh, yeah. like, Arctic wolf will hear like a rabbit in the snow, but he was like, that sounded like my car's wheels. He sounded like a, he thought he heard like a grasshopper two blocks away. <laughs> he's, like a, <laughs> he's like a car terminator. He's like, do, 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 do. Somebody better check on my car. Watch him run. So, did you go, see that 6 4 in the parking lot? Yeah, but you saw it, yeah? Okay. So, so, no, don't miss nothing. but not everybody, I mean, that's a special, that's why you're, that's why you have page one motorsports because not everybody's like that. Not everybody's like that. Then the paint color, you know, I just didn't pick that color. Just, oh, yeah, that's the color I'm going with. It took me about six months to find the color that I wanted to <sighs> yeah. pick. I pick, I drive around, I go to dealerships, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at that, I'm looking. So, if believe it or not, that car, that paint color is off of a newer car. So that's not even no classic shit. So people walk up, man, what color is that? That's factory. Like, nah, what color code is it? Yeah, that's huh? off of right, right, infinity right, right. or something. Right, <laughs> you know? right. That throws you off, dog. Yeah, like, why, why do you want to know my color? Mm-hmm. Like, don't worry about my color. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about I, it. I, I don't want to see 50 other Impalas me pull up to 20 other Impalas the same color. You know what I mean? Right, of course. And not not downplaying the other 20 Impalas that have that sure. same color because they're badass and I love them. I just don't want to look like them. Right. So on some level, the car then or these cars for you become about an expression of your individual uh, essence. For sure. Bro, the, t- the windows got a fucking tint to them that are blue. Yeah, they're smoked blue. No tint. It's smoke, smoke. blue. It's crazy, bro. And this, <laughs> even the the interior, the interior, I handpicked the color. Yeah. I sent it to Gina at Ciadella's in uh, Arizona. That that interior looks like factory. It's heat pressed. So all the little ridges and all the little things inside is heat pressed. And it's my color. So it's a one-off color. There is no other color like that. I fucking love that. God damn, man. I love that. But see, but that takes vision. And also, he's got to see it all the way through. It's not just, I mean, do you ever fall victim to like, you got 98% of it the way you want and there's just that 2% and you could either do the 2% like every other fucking jamoke in America or you could wait an extra year and get it right. No, I, I, the only thing I ever had problems with that car was with the fuel injection. What does that mean? The, so the car's fuel injected. It's not carburetor. Yeah. So I went with the newer style fuel injection thing. I would have been done with that car in about a year, year and a couple months. But because of that fuel injection, it took me two years. But you were gonna, you wanted the fuel injection. I had to have fuel injection in my head. <laughs> I had to have fuel injection. Another thing about fuel injection is when you're hopping the car, because I do abuse this car. It just doesn't mm-hmm. look pretty. Mm-hmm. It'll bust your ass too. So if you yeah, think you you're gonna, dancing it in the alley, you think you're gonna pull up and hop on me? I'm gonna mm-hmm. let you have it. Yeah, so it's ready for action. Yeah, <laughs> bro, don't just you look know, pretty. I mean, yeah, it just don't look pretty. That motherfucker's a assassin out there, ready to take some shit out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bounce your ass right off the sidewalk. You ever have like uh, like Elon Musk or big fucking studio dudes come up and say, look, I'll buy this fucking car off your site right now. I'm like, Here's a million dollars. And you're like, nah, bro. You know what's funny? I had a dude at that same Esteban event walk up to me and said, hey, man, this car is beautiful. How would you like to sell your car and still keep your car? I said, what mm. the fuck? How, how the fuck do I accomplish that? Mm. He was like, dude, 
So your car is better than the stocks, is better than any housing, is better than anything. You go to sleep, your car goes up in price. You take a shit, your car goes up in price. Every year, your car gets up in price. He right. was like, no matter what, you keep winning. He goes, how about if I could tell you is you can sell stocks of your car. Right. You could sell it so to a kid in Asia could buy a car and say, hey, I bought, I own this car. Sort of like an NFT is exactly. what I got out That's of him. That's exactly what it is. He was like, "It's your car is insured? I said, yeah. He goes, how much? I said, 200 grand. He goes, it's insured. So if they if you made eighty thousand dollars off people buying stock off your car and they're buying into the idea of Paige driving the car, so you they own part of Paige out there dipping, doing the crenshaws, doing this. I was like, Wow, that's fucking crazy. He goes, and their money's insured. If you ever sell the car, well, whatever you sold the car at at that point, they make that money. Let me get a piece of that. So I was like, it was pretty crazy him telling me that well, shit. But it sounds like That's you're crazy. considering it. You know, he never called me, so you know. <laughs> there's so many scabbers out here, you don't know what the fuck to believe. But I mean, crypto took a shit, yeah, right? Oh uh, Yeah, I lost big in crypto. It's tough. I, like, it's hard to figure that out. Because on the one hand, you go like, well, listen, you lost. everyone lost their shirt on some crypto stuff. The flip side is, everyone lost their shirt on stocks, too. It's still there. They go back up. And crypto wasn't supposed to be tied up to stocks. What right. happened? I don't know. I, you know what? That's why I stay out of it. Just like you're all about the like, you know, the cars and you know all that and da 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 da. That's why I stay out of a lot of those realms because I'm like, I'm not a finance guy. I'm not dedicated. I'm not, I don't care enough. I don't read enough on my own for that. I'm reading other shit. That's what I'm into. So I just got it for myself. I just say I stay out of that. I'm not getting too up involved in it. I just do what I do, which is mainly just, you know, talk shit and fucking whatever, which is why we got a podcast. That's part of it. But um, I really, how many cars, like if a museum came, have you ever had anything over at the Peterson Museum? No, I haven't. If a museum came to you, would you, how many cars would you have that you could put on display for a museum event? Of my own? Of your own. Of my own right now, I'm in... So my Impala, oh, well, you know what? I got two cars to put out. I got a 67 uh, C10 that's fucking tits, badass truck, and uh, this Impala. But I'm building four cars right now. You are? Yeah, I'm building four cars for myself. And, you know, I've read in the in the, in the the newspapers or whatever they, we have nowadays uh, that used cars have gone up in value. Has that affected Shit. your situation? It has not affected my situation. It kind of helped me out because I sold a lot of shit, mm -hmm. you know, made some money. But if you really think about it, like, yeah, you're, these cars are fucking skyrocket high. I don't like that because it doesn't let our youth get into our whole scene right? because it becomes unaffordable. Right, they can't afford it. You know? Right. High, Priced uh, out. Because when we were young, you could buy a fucking... You could get somebody Fuck. together and get a six four. You, well, can, you, you can get a you if you didn't have six four money, at least you get a regal or a cutlass. Yeah, you know what I mean, and go out there and put some switches and have fun. Yeah, but now fucking regals are fucking twelve fifteen grand. How does a little youngster that works at In and Out works at McDonald's accomplish that? How's he gonna get that Monty? Well, I mean, that, that might be one of the things leading to the frustration of the youth. They can't buy anything. They can't, they can't do shit. shit. They can't buy into the culture. 
because if you really think yeah. about it, our dollar's so weak now. Yeah. It's really not worth shit. I feel like we're living in Mexico. You remember when you go to Mexico and, and you'd be like, oh, how much that cost? A, 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 a car. Oh, that costs $4 million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, All right, I'll give you $260 then, right? Yeah. Yeah. That much. How's that? that yeah. That's how I feel the dollar is, dude. Like, you can't buy shit. You got a hundred grand. That shit. Gone like I spend that. that in bills, you know? Easily. Uh, dude, like, how the fuck do you afford? How do these kids afford that shit? Well, that's, I mean, you're putting your finger directly on what part of the problem with the billionaire class is. I mean, it's tough because people don't know. People have no idea. For regular folks, a million bucks is a lot of money. Like, if somebody said, you can join this, you could do this, but it's going to cost you a million, that's a lot of money. But for some of these guys, in the billionaire class, it's chump change. They can peel you off a million, not even sweat. Dude, I had this customer when, uh, that used to come and just drop off cars, dude. Billionaire guy. Say, hey, Paige, I got these four cars for you. I bought this brand new Jeep. I want you to make it look like an army Jeep. Made the dude, the, all his cars done, came, cashed me out. It's like pennies. Right. No problem. Not even arguing. No. Never. See, that, that, that is like what it was used to be like in Mexico. You go to Mexico, at least my experience, when I go there, right, in the old days, they tell you the price, and the price was already inflated, right, because the, they know you're an American and you got fucking what. So they would be like, oh, 400 pesos. And then you would just pay it without negotiating because to you that wasn't anything. That's exactly how this is. Like there's no like trying there's no beat down because they don't it's like whatever he charged me an extra three hundred thousand I don't care whatever I don't need to worry about that that's insane so where do you think cars and streets are going in this future that we're heading towards I mean you spend so much time where do you think it's going I mean the car the car culture is never gonna die out this dude that's Everybody loves cars, mm -hmm. right? You know, everybody. The people that don't love cars, you know, is, is, is a small percentage nowadays. I, I see so many people in love with cars. Yeah. They, I, I see people that don't know how to wrench on a car, don't know how to, but they love classics. Like, I, I see it every day, dude. Like, our, our lowrider culture is, is, is like the stock market. Sometimes it's popping and sometimes it's not, you know what I mean? But... It's always popping in our scene, whether whether you have the cameras on us or not. But now it's become a little bit more back mainstream. It has, man. I can just tell by driving in the cars how many people are like, whoa, yeah. I mean, back in the day, not everybody was feeling it. Now it seems like kids, mom, everybody's like down with the lowrider. You know why they didn't feel it before, Steve? Mm -hmm. Unlucky? Mm. Because they associated it with gang Gangs. banging. Yeah. Gang banging. Absolutely. You know, my cutlass when I was a youngster, that was my gang bang mobile. You right. know what I mean? That shit had bullet holes everywhere. I'll dump our motherfuckers out of it. That's what it was. So, you know, nowadays I roll up next to cops and the cops are like, hit the switch. Hit the yeah, switch. yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 made it's gone mainstream, bro. It did not used to be like that. You pull up a low ride. Remember back in the day we pull up in some rides, people would leave. They'd be like, <laughs> yeah, this was about to smoke yeah, weed fucking, and start yeah. getting fucked up. And yeah, now yeah, yeah, now yeah, weed yeah. is legal. <laughs> it's just different to the way it's received. It's like, now you pull up, it's like McDonald's. All the kids come running out, want to take right. pictures by the car with their For mom. Sure. Think about that. 
I am thinking before about they it. used to pull their kids away. Right. From the right. Now they want to pitch her off with it. Think about that. That's interesting. And that is the way it is out there. Well, I mean, most of us that were doing the sh- gang banging and rolling in them cars as youngsters are all grown up. I say a lot of these cops watched that shit too growing up where sure. they thought it was cool. So now they don't want to pull you over for having a low rider because they grew up with it. Some of these, some of the I, cops, I, I mean, I'll just say this. Some of the cops are from similar areas and they just decided to become cops and they buy, they, I've, I've heard of cops buying their own low rider. For oh, sure. Yeah. Let's say that here, LA County, uh, Riverside County, Orange County, some, but you go into Irvine, oh, you're getting pulled over. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> you're getting pulled true. over. <laughs> true. I mean, that is true. <laughs> yep. You're getting pulled over. Irvine, New Tustin, yes. Newport, Laguna. Yes. Yeah. All La Jolla. That, all of that is still, that's why they call it Newport Bleach. Carlsbad. Newport Bleach. Yeah, you can't be a person of color. They're, they're, they're still racist over there for sure. Yeah, for hell sure. yeah. They, they, well, don't, they don't understand our culture. I remember. I remember something. That's so true. I remember uh, back in the. This is back maybe twenty twenty five years ago, and we were with Estevan and Tunes, and they were getting sweated. I forget what the situation was, and um, Cartoon said something smart to the cops, like, "Like this is a this is a this is a hundred thousand dollar car. Ain't no gang member rolling." <laughs> Like, no, you know, gang member gonna afford this car right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. they were kind of like looking for guns and shit yeah. in the lowrider, and they're like, "You watching too many movies," he said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it just, was there anyways. They just couldn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, but we're the hundred thousand dollar dollar lowrider. We got hundred thousand dollars in tattoos. You yeah. Know what I mean? we got we got twenty thousand dollars in our pockets. These guys are looking for goods. Yeah. yeah but yeah, but yeah. in all fairness, in Orange County, for a, a lot of people that quote unquote arning gangs, they're white dudes with, and they don't have the they have a gun in the car too. Oh, yeah. But the cops ain't looking for their gun. No, I promise sure you that. They do. Hey, check this out. I just I saw this in the news. I just brought it back up. In in during the pandemic, every seventeen hours during the pandemic, a billionaire was created. Think about that. When you're talking about getting priced out and these kids can't, blah, blah, blah. That's because there were 500 billionaires created during the pandemic. I mean, that's, really? a, yeah, that's a lot of concentration of wealth in a small but amount of people. There was a lot of money out there, not just to, because of that, because our stupid-ass government was giving it to, away with all this fraudulent shit. Right. And, they're, and they're catching up to a lot of those people. Dude, I didn't get a quarter. I applied. Hey, mm-hmm. I did too. I I lost probably like a couple million. No, nah, I want to say a couple, but like $1.5 million during the pandemic. Hey, I applied. Look, look, listen to this. I have a law firm, right? I employ people. I have an actual fucking thing. We applied. I think we got like 50 grand, right? Not a lot. Enough to keep you afloat on the payroll, right? And then I was talking to other people. Never had a business. Only worked for other people. They applied somehow. They got like whatever some crazy amount. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't. That is not not adding up. That doesn't make sense. I know people. They got two fifty. I know people got three fifty. At one fifty, Paige didn't get a quarter. Damn, <laughs> I got the. Uh, I got the. What do you call it? You I got, got the stimulus. stimulus. That's, That's all. I got. Oh, you know what? <laughs> you know one stimulus. Let, let me stop, friend. I got one stimulus. I but got that, stimulus. But that has nothing to do with my company. Right. 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 And we didn't complain. 
We were like, cool. That's a, that's going to keep us afloat through the situation. And Bef- we weren't. Nobody was complaining. Before the pandemic, we were making eight fifty, nine hundred a year. Yeah. Pandemic came. I'm making two fifty the first year. Right. Second year, three fifty. Like, right. whoa! I'm coming out my pocket, making my company stay alive. Right. And just maybe in the last few months, maybe in the last six months, we started. Uh, so that's it. why part of my thinking was like setting aside all of that, right? Like I don't know what that was about in terms of not putting in certain safeguards and all that other stuff and what the government's really up to. I don't really know. But setting that aside, if you had a business during the pandemic and you survived into it, then you're in a very good position now. Yeah. Because a lot of shit was cut out. Like a lot of people didn't make it through the right. pandemic. Their business yeah. didn't make it. And I see like, I see a lot of like, I see it in restaurants. If you made it through the pandemic, people almost look at you like they want to support you more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, right. The pantry and- was shut down. You, you know the pantry yeah, downtown? downtown? It was shut down. Now they remember it was open twenty four hours. Yeah, of course it was always you, open. Not anymore. Now it's closed Sunday, Monday. Now they're only open from like breakfast till about three o'clock, four o'clock. Like it changed. Like they change it. Look at California Chicken Kitchen. Now you can't eat inside anymore. It's all just delivery to go. All of them. No shit. All of them. All of them. All the CCC. Because you got to also imagine cut out like that whole like. And let me just finish saying this. Also, a lot of fucking restaurants cut out the wait staff, the waiters, right? Now I go into newer restaurants. You walk up to the register. You order. They give you your number, and somebody runs out the food. They cut out that middle server out of a lot of restaurants because they couldn't maintain waiters and wait service. I, I, and quite frankly, I'll tell it's you. Easier. It, it, I think the pandemic allowed a lot of businesses to... Because going into the pandemic, I think a lot of businesses were just barely getting by, but they had all the shit. They didn't have to. And then the pandemic hits. And like you said, they streamlined, cut the fat, got the fucking shit out. And like, well, that's not going to work. And they had a reason to do it. And I also say this, it's setting up for this fucking automated service. Digital. All these fucking robot workers. I promise you, man. Already. I see them in restaurants already. The robot come in and drop off the food. Right. And I'm not against it, but I'm like, so if the, nobody has jobs anymore, you're going to have to do something. Otherwise, you're going to have massive fucking protests, bro. And let me ask you this. I'm going to just say CCC, for instance. Everyone that I drive to, Melrose, here on Lincoln, they're all only to go. So bomb. Now, they, have, they have like a really good um, mobile order, right? Yeah. Or you can walk up and order it out front right. of front. But I'm thinking of how that translates because if everything's mobile or most of it's mobile, yeah, they can now track algorithms and figure 100%. out exactly and like plan their business way better than somebody just walking in and sitting down. Not only that, you don't have somebody sitting down for three hours talking, taking up a table and wasting a bunch of money. All that space is utilized now. Yeah. Yeah. Because think about the Refills, other Refills. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They oh, napkins, no, no, no. Napkins, mopping the floor. Right? Yeah. They used to be, remember at certain restaurants, they used to actually come up and tell you like, you got to go, you know, unless, because we got more people coming in. There's a lot now. You, you can't, can't sell. Right. You could, they couldn't sell as much. So you're absolutely right. In fact, if you were dope, you'd create a system where it was like, we don't do anything with the food. This is just a cool place to eat the shit that you got. Because the one thing you're missing then, if we do it that way, is the atmosphere, right? Because a lot of people like to go out to eat and like, right. ooh la la. So you go like, check it out. There's no food here, right? But it's a dope setup. 
right? There's waterfalls and there's plenty of tables and you can sit and for a small fee, you can come here and eat your fucking Uber Eats or whatever the fuck it is you're eating and sit down, meet some fine ladies, you know. Careful, the, somebody's going to come up with that idea right now. That's all right. 10% <laughs> hard luck show right now. We you don't just have to have no kitchens. You don't have to do shit. Nothing, bro. You just create the atmosphere and you set it up. You call up Paige and go, listen, once a week I want a new rap. We're going to do one. It's going to be tropical on the inside. Right. Next one's going to be spaceship. Right. You know, and that's what, right? right? And you just change it up so that people can come down there and just meet and fucking eat their little eats and their little delivery fucking bot can just pull right up to your table and drop off your fucking Telling food. You. Hey, come on. Page Crazy. One Motorsports Restaurant Location Eatery. Let's Page go. One Motorsports. <laughs> Page, give, give everybody yeah, the, uh, on, the, give them the rundown of where, where they can find you, where they can get their cars hooked up. Hi, give us the rundown. You know what? Uh, we're, we're by appointment only. Usually it's friend referral, everything that we do, but you could look me up on Instagram. It's Page One, Page Period One, mm-hmm. Car Wraps One. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that's about it. I, we don't have a phone number for you, but Instagram's the way. Hit them there. And uh, LA Original Tacos. LA Original Tacos. At Original Tacos. Tacos. You know, you can yeah. book them and you can get through them. DM them. DM me and I'll get you hooked up. Let me know what you want. You want cars there? What What? What is it? You want a, a little car show? What we, we could hook they up can all provide the way. whole service of everything from top to bottom. You guys, if you guys are thinking about getting your shit handled, Go see my man, Paige, Westside Car Club, Soul Assassin Family. Paige, man, I just want to thank you for coming down, brother, and thank hanging you. out with Are us today, bringing that- the ride, that beautiful ride down. We're going to take some more flicks of it and just uh, always making it happen for us, brother. Man, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the love. Yeah. Soul Assassins all Soul day, Assassin. every day. Yeah. Chumon. Ovanda Bowen, LLP, we were braids to court. Let the tomahawks fly. The best legal representation that money can buy. Yeah. Right? right? Who else you got? Who else we got? You got Pulpo? Uh, we got Pulpo beard oil. You want to stop looking and smelling like crap? Put this shit on your beard. You're going to be a fucking Dapper Dan like that. Uh, also, we got Sean at movemental.me, no, movemental.media. Mm-hmm. Right. So all your audio needs. You think you got a podcast? Well, listen. Contact him, tough guy, and find out whether or not you're interesting or boring. He'll tell you straight to your face. He will record it in four-dimensional sound. Whoa, supermaxhardware.com. We're dropping summer, so keep your eyes open. We're going to drop a summer collection. Cookies SF, at Cookies SF, Cookies Los Angeles, Cookies Clothing LA. Peep us out, Vibes Rolling Papers, Enzo's Pizzeria, Candle Buds. You know what to do. Um, big shout out to the Soul Assassins, Estevan Oriol, DJ Muggs' new album. And uh, yeah, brother, always listen to the Hard Luck Show on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Don't forget to check out Big Pick Mike and uh, Page One. Page dot one. If you guys want to check out some dope lowriders, my son got a cool page. It's called West Up Collection. Check them out. At West Up Collection. So check out Young Page, all right? All right, everybody. Thank you. Adios from the Hard Luck Show. All right. Oops. Hard luck show down. 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 Hard lu
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.